are. Welcome to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast. Um, today was a monumental day. Greg Schiano introduced his Rutgers head football coach again. Uh, joining me today, we're still here at the Hell Center uh, as 24-7 sports national recruiting analyst, insider extraordinaire, Brian Doan. Brian, thanks for joining us and um, quite a day. What are your thoughts, uh, you know, sitting here and listening to this press conference and seeing Greg come in for the second time? Yeah, I thought there were more people at the press conference than the last home game, so it was pretty, <laughs> pretty well attended. Um, yeah, I think a couple things that you take away from it. Um, first of all, you know, everybody knows that Greg Shannon was a good recruiter at Ohio State. He was, you know, one of the top recruiters in the country. And so I think a lot of that really came across and just energy and passion and all that stuff that New Jersey people love to hear about. But, you know, I'm going to take a couple other things away from it. And the first thing I'm going to take away is is President Barchi and him saying that, you know, they they had made some small steps forward in, in commitments to athletics and football, but he called it a quantum step forward. And, and I think that's accurate. And whether he believes in that, he believes that. He believes it's a quantum leap, and it is. It's, it's a huge leap that they took, um, and it's something that they needed to take, obviously. And, and then I listened to uh, Governor Murphy, and one of the things that I know had been a source of frustration for the past two coaches was the further you get from campus, the better the Rutgers degree sounds. And Governor Murphy talked about, you know, that it's a great academic school, and they need to make sure it's not just, you know, they have to understand that if your football program's good, it's not just good for the student-athlete, it's good for the student, more applications, more visibility, the more applications, naturally the admission standards go up, and stuff like that, and, you know, he, he mentioned that it's a great teaching and research university, and that's what I've always said was, was Rutgers always marketed itself on a more grand scale and always forgot about telling people in its own state that it was a good school. If you're in Pennsylvania, you know Penn State's a good school. If you're in Maryland, you know Maryland's a good school. And and it goes on and on. But you never really got that. And, and I found it interesting that here you had the governor who was getting this point across and the people at the school still hadn't. And, right. and so those, to me, those are the two things that I took out of it because it talked about a bigger outlook and a bigger approach than just football. Mm-hmm. Very good points. And, you know, before Greg spoke, we heard from uh, Athletic Director Pat Hobbs. Uh, it sounded good. I mean, you know, is, is this a tandem that, that's going to work together? Or what do you think of, uh, you know, what he said? Next. <laughs> on to Greg Schiano. Um, he, you know, I was updating it on our website at the live feed. I found myself uh, waning, you know, in those updates because I was, you know, kind of captivated by his speech, and I think that's what was missing with recruiting, with with everything, was with the, with that presence, and you really felt it today. You know, I, I I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm reading the boards, and I'm talking to a lot of people, and I can't remember if it was written on the boards or somebody texted it to me, or if it was somebody um, right after. But they were like, and why didn't they want to hire this guy? (laughs) And so you look at it, and yeah, there's a lot of work to do, and I don't really think they're going to be out there, you know, beating Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State for kids right now. Um, But he was smart enough to 
do all the welcoming stuff and talk about his passion. And then he turned it into a four or five minute commercial for recruiting that will probably be spliced up by the recruiting team and sent out to kids to watch and it'll be played all over the place and in today's social media they'll you know it'll get to all the high school coaches and I had a couple high school coaches text me during it about you know that they were watching and they were really impressed and they can't wait for Shiano to get to their school and it's schools that have prospects that Rutgers wants right now and in the 20 class and so you know, looking at it from that standpoint, um, I think the message got across to who it needed to. But, I mean, look, it's a great first step. It's it's what you expected. Mm-hmm. You always knew he was going to win the press conference. And I, I think, you know, having the governor there sends a really good message. And then for the governor to say that he's coming to the opener against Monmouth, I mean, I'm guessing that's like Labor Day weekend or something. And I'm, The fifth, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. So I'm, I'm guessing it's around there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. We'll see. But, I mean, the support was there, and it goes back to, you know, what I always said was, why did it take so long? Right. You know what I mean? I mean, and then, and I don't want to be a downer about all the stuff that's going on, but it's like, really? <laughs> really? That you couldn't figure this out? You're paid how much, and you couldn't figure this out? And that's not to say it's going to work to a tremendous level. You don't know. You never know this stuff. But, yeah, I thought the energy was good. A lot of people were there, and it was... Uh, it was fun to see Eric Legrand and, and yeah. talk to Eric because he'll always cheer you up, and he and he did again today. Yeah, you know Eric's great, and, and having a chance to talk to him whenever it's, it's uh, it always, you know, it's always a bright spot, and you could tell his energy was even boosted with with his hire. He really uh, lobbied for it, and and another thing I wanted to talk about Brian was, you know, we talked about Rutgers being, you know, in the bottom of the Big Ten, but. With the hiring of Greg Schiano on a national landscape, are people around the country, your national recruiting guy, are people perking up and saying, you know, we got to watch out for Rutgers, or is it, they st- is it still too early? It's still too early. I think what they're saying is why did it take so long, and it, and it was just the, the easy, smart move. Um, and, they, and they got it done, so give them credit. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing like all of a sudden some four-star from Ohio is going to be like, right. yes. I'm going to Rutgers. And that's not what it's about. I mean, if you're Rutgers and you're going to try to win with a bunch of kids from Ohio and Texas and Florida, I don't know. I mean, it's a nice place to go to supplement your roster, but you still have to be able to take care of your 150-mile radius uh, you know, within the campus and, and get people there. And, and there's enough players to do that. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think one thing you have to be careful of right now is – it's this huge open canvas to work with and you need like a team of painters and right now you have like two. Mm-hmm. You have Shiano and Nunzio Campanelli mm-hmm. and I think it's, you know, putting together the staff, um, I could just see it now if, if it doesn't go how people want in five years. Oh, the problem was he didn't have everybody in place on his staff by the first <laughs> signing day. I can't believe it. But it's just going to take time and... You know, the transfer portal will change things with with what you can do in the spring with bringing guys in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, nationally, no, it's kind of like, well, he won there before. 
now can he win in the Big Ten there? That's kind of what the national perception is. How about with coaches? I mean, coaches are a little more tied into maybe what his capabilities are. Uh, do you think coaches are starting to say, uh-oh, you know? I don't think they're saying, uh-oh. I think they're saying, wow, Rutgers is actually finally willing to take athletics seriously. And, you know, coaches, they're, they're going to get paid, right. right? I mean, you know, they're, they're finally going to pay on a competitive level for a lot of places. I mean, you're not talking Clemson competitive. And, you know, when, when Elijah Robinson to Texas A&M is going to be making 800K as a D-line coach, I don't think we're that competitive that we're talking about here. I think we're talking more about um, just what Rutgers can do compared to a lot of other schools in that Big Ten that aren't the Ohio States and the Michigans and such. But yeah, I mean, coaches will always go to places that if you give them a good raise, they'll go. Mm -hmm. And that's like, and, and that's not a criticism. It's anybody in business for the most part. If, if somebody called you right now, Bobby, and said, hey, we're going to double your salary to do the same thing. You know, you'd be like, hey, John, I love you, but, you know, I mean, it's just the way life is. Um, so I, I think the coaches are receptive to it, and they're like, okay, they're finally taking it seriously. But until you can see some results, you know, you're always going to remain conservative. Right. Good point. And, and, you know, speaking of assistant coaches, when can we expect that to kind of be in place? Uh, it, it, you know, it seems like he wants to get the – the coordinators in place first and then kind of build from there. Um, but how do you kind of see it playing out? Yeah, that's a great question because I, I, hopefully my wife doesn't listen to this because she thinks I know everything, but, <laughs> but I really don't know on this one, on, on what it's going to be. Um, I think you're going to see some trickle stuff. You know, some things will trickle in as far as this coach or this coach. And, you know, the way it works nowadays is, you know, some places may not want their guys to leave until after signing day. Mm -hmm. um, and then in other places, they could be playing in bowl games or maybe they're playing in conference championship games this weekend. And so it makes it difficult to say, okay, this is when it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then on the, on the other side of it is sometimes they get hired and go out recruiting and then they get announced like a week later. Mm -hmm. So it's really stuff that you have to pay attention to and see what's going on. And, you know, the names you always hear are, are Gleason out at Oklahoma State for offensive coordinator and Anthony Campanelli at Michigan. But we'll see how it, how it pans out because, you know, I know, um, you know, you take somebody like Anthony Campanelli at Michigan, you know, he, he's got a couple big-time kids committed in this class from New Jersey with Aaron Lewis from South Jersey and um, Jordan Morant from North Jersey. And so if you're Michigan, you're like, listen, we need you to stay. Right. At least through signing day yeah. kind of deal. But you, So you don't know. And so maybe a decision doesn't get made by Anthony until after signing day. And so you're just looking at stuff like that. Okay. And in terms of recruiting, you know, official visits, it looks like it's going to speed up. Do you expect that to squeeze a couple in in the near future? Yeah, I would think from people I've spoken with, um, that the first weekend, this coming up weekend, they'll do official visits. I would see, you know, committed kids, mm -hmm. maybe a, an uncommitted kid or two, depending on if they can get them on campus. But you have such a tight window because you have this weekend and next weekend. He hasn't been out to make home visits yet, um, which he gets one. So he's got to be careful there. You look at a kid like Jalen Berger, who was going to sign early and announce at the uh, All-American game down in San Antonio in early January. And then he told the, you know, 
the Alan True and Steve Wolfong with the uh, uh, notorious B.I.G. or B.1.G. or whatever we <laughs> the podcast. call it, podcast, yes. that he could now see himself waiting until February. Right. And so now you're talking about, okay, maybe you don't need to get him in this weekend because he could go to UCLA next weekend. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of factors that go in there also. But, yeah, I would expect you know committed kids to come in this weekend just so Rutgers can get a feel for who those kids are and those kids can get a feel for who the coaches are and stuff like that. Makes sense. And, and let's talk about the transfers. You mentioned transfer portal, but Rutgers has a few transfers of its own. Before the season, Jalen Jordan, before the season concluded, Jordan, Jalen Jordan, Elijah Barnwell, now Malachi Burby, and Davon Robinson all in the portal. Raheem Blackshear, I asked Greg today, he you know, didn't give a definitive answer. He said he's still talking to him. I, I don't think Raheem has a definitive answer what he's going to do. Um, do you see more guys entering that portal? Um, how is that? Is this, is the roster going to experience a lot of changeover? Yeah, I, I would think so, but I'm not sure if that roster changeover is going to be now or in the spring. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really not sure. But, yeah, I mean, when you win three games in the last two years and those three games are against, you know, none of the wins are against Power 5 schools, mm-hmm. if my memory is right, right. Um, then, you know, there's going to be turnover. I mean, you, you can say all you want, kids buying in, and that's great and everything. But uh, if all it took was kids buying in to win games, recruiting would be a heck of a lot easier. Yeah, you need a lot of talent. And I, I guess, you know, uh, you mentioned recruiting. It, last time Greg was here, he wanted to lock down the state of New Jersey. Did a pretty good job of it, especially when he was leaving. Remember that one class? It was really, really well put together. Um, do you see New Jersey kind of get locked down? Because these coaches are really starting to rally behind him. It, it seems like he could really make inroads rather quickly. I believe it when I see it. I mean, I think he can do a good job recruiting in state. And I think there's a, a certain passion from those coaches about wanting Rutgers to do well. But I've said it once, and I, I say it all the time until I see differently. When these schools are trying to, you know, they're recruiting. The high schools are recruiting, whether it's public or private, they're recruiting. And is it going to turn on, you know, will the recruit, you know, the seventh grade kid who his parents are running to the store to buy Bama and LSU and Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State gear to tell their friends, oh, this is where my kid plays, are the high school coaches then going to say, hey, you really need to give Rutgers that legitimate look that's a really good place for you, or are they going to just try? You know, you go one thing when you go in a lot of these schools, um, they'll have logos of all the schools that where they sent kids to to go play. Um, you know, plastered throughout the football offices at a lot of them, and you know that they use that in recruiting kids to get to the, them to that high school. And so you ask, is he going to be able to lock it down? Well, we'll see, but. Um, it takes two to tango. And last one, Brian, I thought it was interesting the way Greg kind of implored the fan base to, you know, get behind Rutgers and unify. And, and I think you saw that with the past week and, and the fans' efforts to really do what they could to bring Greg here. Uh, do you see a change in that? I mean, it's tough to envision down the road, but it seems like people are starting to take pride again in, in Rutgers, whereas before, you know, it, it was kind of the laughing stock of the Big Ten across the nation. Kind of. Kind of. I'm, being, I'm putting it being nicely. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it is, and and you know the message that Greg has, we you know, 
we don't need you when we're fifth we need or seventh we need you now and his message was in saying that was to me hey there's a major rebuild <laughs> and his belief is he'll get to that level but there are ways away from that level and so don't give up the hope that you have now if things don't go well early on right because it is a major they won three games in two years Texas State Liberty and UMass they got blown out by Buffalo Buffalo and uh, Kansas <laughs> okay so Maryland this year so along those lines um, yeah there's a lot of excitement. I thought I thought you guys threw an awesome gig at the Olive Branch on Tuesday night um, and for those that came, the one guy, dude, I still hope you're married. Um, but <laughs> no, it was, fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun talking to them, you know. And you see a passion back, even with the students, even with like the energy in the bar, um, you know, with whatever silly bar games they were playing and having fun with that. There was a different energy that maybe had been hadn't been there before, and so that's important because. You know, Pat Hobbs told us he's going to sell 10,000 season tickets if it's the right hire. So mm -hmm. they made the right hire. So now the ticket office needs to, you know, get their gear in the press box together and <laughs> sell some tickets. Yeah, he's making a joke because the, the, the ticket people were actually in, they actually operate in the press box. And There's no ticket office. No ticket office. Big Ten school, no ticket office. And, and, you know, I, I was working there sometimes, and I actually felt bad, you know, in the middle of the season. I said, that might be one of the top five hardest jobs he was. It's, it's right after, it's, it's right below Alaskan king crab fishermen. Yes. <laughs> and those guys who walk on the top of the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, it's changed now, so, so good for them. Yeah. They have something to sell. And, um, you know, Brian, thank you again for joining us, and we'll be talking more Rutgers football now that the Greg Chiano, Chiano era has begun. And I'll just say this, Bob, people always hear me talk, and, you know, I'm a ray of sunshine all the time. <laughs> but I'm just curious on what, you know, you've been around this program longer than anybody. Maybe Sarge has been around equal time. A little bit longer. So what do you see as a difference? What's your outlook? Not, not as somebody, you know, whether they win or lose, whatever, but what's your outlook on what's gone on now? I think that they're in a very good place and I say that because I was here the first time when Greg was here and, and despite his successes he had you know he had some hiccups in, in his coaching you know he, he had trouble defending the spread offenses you know his offenses weren't always you know lighting up the scoreboard I think that his time away has really really helped him uh, he said today he was humbled um, and I think you're going to see a better Greg Seattle coach, and he still has that same fire. You know, he's the he, people say he's getting a little older. That that didn't look like <laughs> a guy who was old up there today. And I think that the, the energy that I felt today in that room is something I haven't felt in a very long time at Rutgers. Um, just that whole vibe, that positivity, that energy, that optimism, and what's there to rebuild for the future. I mean, it's it's possible. Coaches come in every year and they say, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And, and you kind of, some of them, you just look out the window and say, hey, are you finished yet? <laughs> you know, um, but 
you believe in this guy. I stopped doing updates today because I was enthralled with yeah. what he was saying, and and, and I, you know, I used up all my eligibility, <laughs> so I, I can't go out. They're trying play. to rebuild. So yeah, 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 yeah. If they weren't, maybe next year I could have been out there on, on a kickoff team or something. I don't know. Or but, starting D line. <laughs> but you, uh, you just there's a different vibe all of a sudden, and it's amazing because I I was shocked, not shocked, but I was. I was I guess it was happily received that the fans rallied behind supporting him and bringing him in. And that's something that was not here, you know, during the Chris Ash era, even at the end of the Kyle Flood era. Um, so that, I think, has changed immediately. Like you said, it's going to take a little bit to translate into more wins, but I think you're going to see a team that's well-prepared, that's disciplined, that's, you know, plays hard, that, you know, might not be – there's still going to be a talent gap, but – you know, it's it's going to be a team people can be proud of. I think. With that, anything else, Brian? No, it's a good job, Don. All on right. That. Well, we'll have another Scarlet Nation podcast for you soon. There's plenty to talk about, so keep it on the message board and the roundtable. Look for Brian and myself, John Honestead, Sean Brown. 